It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 12, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll tie some loose odds and ends that have accumulated here as the Magic have a day off to, to get ready for their next game Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit maybe about the, the NBA, NBA scores that are going around, where, where the Magic stand in the playoffs. But most importantly, we'll talk uh, about the Magic and the standard that they're playing to and why even winning is not enough if they don't play to that standard as the Magic have found out since the All-Star break. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering your Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts for every single team in the NBA, getting you set for the playoff race. Want to learn a little bit more about the Washington Wizards? Check out Locked On Wizards. Want to keep tabs on those dastardly Miami Heat? Check out Locked On Heat. Wes and David do a really good job covering the Heat. Um, even if their team is complete trash and garbage. And, you know, hopefully they, they lose every game the rest of the way. Uh, but uh, you can check out all those podcasts on Locked On NBA Podcast Network. You can also check out Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get your fantasy basketball and national basketball needs. You can find that plus NFL, plus colleges, and plus very soon relaunching the Locked On MLB Podcast Network. You can find it all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether you're at home or in the car. The Lockdown Podcast Network is your team every day. Like I said, some odds and ends I want to tie up here as the Orlando Magic had a day off Monday to get ready for uh, their game Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. They'll practice Tuesday before flying back out to D.C. So the Magic at home once again. And, you know, that's really the benefit of the schedule right now is the Magic have uh, are, are in a stretch of eight games in 18 days. They've played just two of those games in three of those days. So they got six games in the next 15 days. Their only back-to-back will be coming up on Wednesday and Thursday against Washington and Cleveland. And yes, most of these games coming up are against teams with losing records, which as the Magic probably know, doesn't guarantee you anything. 
We'll talk more about the Wizards tomorrow, but um, this rest affords the Magic some time to, to kind of recoup, regroup, and, and, and get themselves back into kind of a fighting shape. Because Aaron Gordon, of course, nursing some sore ribs um, you know, from the game Sunday. I'm sure he did something on the court at the Amway Center because the dude is a workaholic and, and works really, really hard. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's, it's a chance to kind of get those Knicks healthy because they're obviously going to be, the team's going to obviously need him. I think the team, you know, as much as Aaron struggles a little bit offensively, I think they missed him in that game against Memphis down the stretch. They certainly missed him. I think they certainly missed Evan Fournier as well. And so Orlando, uh, getting this opportunity to rest, I think, is a very, very good thing. So that's certainly on the table. But something I do want to address and an update is something that I think we talked a little bit about last week, and that is Markel Fultz. Last week, Steve Clifford went on a Sirius XM NBA radio show and said that it's pretty likely that Markel Fultz will not play the rest of the season. That's not really news. I, mean, I think we could surmise that from the fact that Fultz isn't even with the team yet. Um, and, and we're in the sprint to the finish. And I think it would be extremely unfair to both Markel Fultz and the Orlando Magic and, and the team itself if you just throw in this major piece to the puzzle um, in the middle of this race. I think it could knock guys off rhythm. They're not used to playing with them. You don't get a lot of practice time. I mean, I think you have a situation like the Magic have now with two days off or like in November, you're probably practicing a little bit on Monday just to, just to sink things in. At this stage, it's better to get guys healthy. You, got, you know what you have to do. And again, we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. But I think throwing Fultz into the fire, especially considering he hasn't played since Dece- since November, um, that you know one of the issues that he reportedly was having was a confidence issue. I think putting him into those pressure situations that the Magic are in now, where every game has this immense pressure, um, I think would be a doing a disservice to him and, and ultimately a disservice to the team. So I think the decision to shut him down isn't a bad one. Uh, Clifford, though, did seem to think he spoke a little bit out of turn and and saying where he's at in the process and where he's at with his progress. And, and and it's not really his concern because he's focused on this year's team. So in interviews that Jeff Weltman gave to both The Athletic and The Orlando Sentinel, and in an interview John Hammond gave to Magic Drive Time with Dante Marcatelli, they all, seemed, they all gave a more clearer update, as vague as it was, a clearer update on Markel Fultz and his status. Both Jeff Weltman and John Hammond said Markel Fultz is in a very good place right now. He is continuing to work out in Los Angeles with his with his physical trainers and his therapist and his therapists, um, physical therapists, trying to uh, get himself healthy, and and that's priority number one. And the Magic, honestly, it, it, I think Weltman said it very clearly: do not want to for- bring him into Orlando, bring him into the Magic kind of organization and orbit so much until he is physically ready to do it. They don't want to rush the process. They're not going to push him to get there. Sooner than later, I'm sure they want it done before training camp, and, and and I'm sure that will be part of the assessment. But right now, they want Fultz to continue doing what he's doing because it, it, apparently it seems to be working. That's a positive sign. Now, how close is Fultz? What kind of basketball activities he's doing? Weltman wouldn't say, or he hasn't said publicly at least. And so it, it doesn't feel like he's close in that in that regard or that 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 he's there yet. And, and certainly that's understandable and I think the Magic are okay with that, obviously, because they, they've got their own playoff race. They're not, they're not super concerned with that. Um, it, it, it does, though, it, it, I think a detail that Weltman gave that was interesting and certainly encouraging was that Fultz seemed to be really excited when he made the trip to Orlando. He came to Orlando for, for that introductory press conference, and, it seemed, and Weltman said you know, he seemed to like the coaching staff. 
He seemed to like the players. He enjoyed being on the bench, enjoyed being part of the team. And, and so there, I think there is an excitement to get back. And, and, and again, I think one of the big reasons, things the Magic were hoping for is that a change of scenery is going to kind of refresh things for him, that, that Philadelphia just turned into a bad situation for him. And now he's going to get kind of a fresh start. And, and I do think that that's important. And that's something that the Magic... Uh, ultimately want for him and from him. So it's not something that's going to happen this year. I, I think that's that's abundantly clear. Um, you know, I think Weltman said it best, and Hammond said it too. Right now, the focus is on the playoffs. You know, they weren't commenting much on free agency. They said, you know, about Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross that they they hope that, you know, they, they want to bring them back, um, that, it you know, it seems like Vucevic and Ross enjoy the coaching staff, enjoy the city. They want to be back, but... There's a big gap that still has to be filled, and that's the contracts and, and getting all that done. And that's going to get taken care of in in July. I'm sure there's discussions. I'm sure they already have a plan in place. But it's not the time or the place to talk about it publicly, for sure. It's not the time or the place to really be thinking about it because right now, the whole focus is on how do we get this team into the playoffs? What can we do to help this team get to the postseason? That is the full focus of the organization, as it should be. Um, and so I, I think that those future concerns are not as important. And, but, and I think it's very clear that the Magic are making the playoffs a, a serious goal for the season. Why wouldn't it be? They're 15 games from the end. They're only a game out. So they, they certainly can make this run and can and can make this happen. So we'll see if the Magic ultimately get there or not. Obviously, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, about that coming up. Um, but just an interesting little odd and end there about Markel Fultz. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Moving on to our next item of business, and that is Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, the Orlando Magic announced on Monday that Isaiah Briscoe will undergo surgery on Wednesday to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee, if I'm not mistaken, in one of his knees. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to commit to to which knee. Um, he tore his meniscus uh, a, few, a while back. Jaron Grant's been playing for a while, um, but it does appear uh, Briscoe's going to need surgery, and you know it's not clear when he will return. The Magic said... Uh, his return will be determined based on how he responds to, to, to physical therapy after surgery. We are getting, though, to the point of the season where any surgery especially or any minor injury, you do have to ask the question, are they done for the season, especially something as big as this. Uh, I remember Jameer Nelson tore his meniscus early in the season in 2010, and I believe he was out four to six weeks. There are only four weeks left in the NBA season. So I think even the most optimistic, it's hard to see Briscoe back before the end of the regular season. Maybe he could. Maybe it's maybe the, the, the it's gotten better. Maybe the terror isn't as serious. But it, it's going to be at least a week. 
Uh, and that's obviously one week closer to the end of the season because the se- end of the season is going to come up fast here. Um, it, it's, again, not clear whether Briscoe will play again the rest of the season. It's going to depend on how he responds to therapy and probably whether he's willing to play maybe a little bit hurt to, to get back or how much the Magic might need him. Briscoe's done a great job this year. After after struggling early in the season and struggling to kind of get his feet under him um, early on in the year, I think that he did a, a fantastic job um, defensively especially and then as a backup point guard really picking up the pace. He really, um, once he got his NBA legs under him, he really thrived in that role. And honestly, I think the, one of the fair criticisms of Steve Clifford is that he didn't turn to him sooner. Of course, it was a little bit of a risk. I think you got to put him in his shoes. It's like this guy's really unproven. He really struggled in his early stints. Um, it, but once Clifford got him in the lineup, things really did change for that bench unit and, and for the Magic, and, and Briscoe is, is a big reason why the Magic are in the position they are. He's, he had a fantastic rookie season. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops this summer. Um, you know, Certainly improving his jumper is, is priority number one. Becoming a better defender where he's not fouling so much is another good thing. Is another thing. But he just changed the energy of a lot of games. Um, he was able to kind of keep the Magic's energy up, pick up their pace a little bit with that second unit, um, you know, just kind of be a little bit of a spark plug. You know, Jaron Grant, I think, has played great since the injury. He's 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 done an admirable job. Um, I would say though that Grant's a little bit more of a conservative approach. He kind of kind of keeps things steady. Briscoe will kind of force things to happen, and and sometimes that's in a bad way, but a lot of times this year it's been in a good way. Uh, and I do think the Magic need that with that second unit since they lack a lot of go-to scores off the bench. Uh, the Magic are going to miss Isaiah Briscoe. There's no doubt about that. They're going to really, really miss him. Uh, but, um, uh, but you know, he's got to get himself healthy. He's obviously uh, got a, a contract to worry about as well. Um, the Magic probably aren't going to give up his place unless he really can't recover from the injury, which, I, I, you know, this is meniscus tears. Or As far as things tearing in your knee, it's relatively minor. It's, it's not the worst thing that could happen. Um, every, lots of players recover from this, you know, fully very quickly. I mean, Jermaine Elson did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, it, it it's it's unfortunate for the Magic because Jaron Grant has struggled, uh, but but you know Briscoe's got to take care of himself here, and, and I think they they tried to exhaust every option they had before deciding the surgery was the best way to go. If Jaron Grant though doesn't work, the Magic do have a backup plan. It appears in Troy Copain. Troy Copain is back with the Magic main roster. He's the two way con- two way player and point guard, but I wouldn't expect him to play very much yet. I think that it, it makes sense for. Uh, the Magic to get some trust in him. They don't want to just throw him out there in lineups that he's never really played with before. Um, the bottom line is, Copain hasn't spent a lot of time with the Magic roster this year. I know he's on a two-way contract. I know he's played really well in Lakeland, but he hasn't played much with the Magic. He hasn't played much with the players that he would be playing with, and I think especially at this point in the season, it is difficult for a coach to throw a player out there that he doesn't really have a feel for. That's why a lot of this practice time is important too. I think if if Copain's practicing with the Magic, playing him with that with those groups, playing him with the players that he might play with, and getting a feel for his game is vital if the Magic are going to trust him in any way later on down the road. Um, I think Copain is certainly capable. He's proven that in the G League the last two years that he is a very capable player. He earned that two-way contract because of his G League play for the Lakeland Magic last year. He's been a catalyst for the Lakeland Magic this year. Um, they just won their division championship. They just clinched a playoff spot. They've done a lot of really, really good things, and Troy Copain is a big reason why. I, I would like to see him get his chance at some point. If Jaron Grant struggles, I want I want to see them try Copain. I think he's I think he's more than capable. I think he would succeed in there in that role. But again, I can't blame the coach for not quite having a feel for him yet. And maybe that's a failure on the Magic's part. 
on how they use their two-way players. They didn't they didn't you know play them up on the main roster enough for these moments in case this happened. Um, but overall, I think that uh, overall I think that that Cop- that the Magic do have two options at backup point guard. If Copain can't establish that trust, then the Magic should go out and sign a, t- a ten-day guy if Grant's not working. Grant, though, I think has played well since Briscoe got hurt since the concussion uh, a few weeks ago. Grant stepped in and done a good job. And, and, and like I said, Grant kind of keeps the boat steady a little bit, uh, but but he's shot the ball better. He's defended okay. Um, you know, the pace has picked up a little bit, you know, not to the levels that Briscoe was at, but but picked up a little bit. And, and I think that's obviously a good thing for the Magic moving forward uh, for Grant to, to kind of step back into this role and, and succeed in it more than he did previously. Um, I think he has so far. So those odds and ends taken care of. Let's talk a little bit more about the magic and the standard they're playing to after I deliver this important message. Well, it is March. And March, as we all know, is a very special month. A month when we give special attention to something that is so often forgotten throughout the rest of the year. March, my friends, is Free Throw Awareness Month. You ever sit sit back and notice that 12 foot I don't even know how far it is I should know how far a free throw is that that shot that is the same for every level of basketball and truly appreciate it you never appreciate it until it's gone and in March it's gone so much from burnt ends to missed free throws to it's just it's it's just too much it's too much Appreciate your free throw shooters. Make your free throws this March. And we will have the best free throw awareness month ever. Because as we know, March is when free throws become the center of attention. During the NCAA tournament, of course. And yeah, the NCAA tournament is still just a week away. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. And it's the best time of year for basketball fans. It's the beginning of just the highest level of basketball there is, at least in this country. Uh, with the NCAA tournament and the playoffs and so, so much good things coming for us the next few months. And the NCAA tournament gets everyone excited. That first weekend is by far the best weekend in all of sports or one of the best weekends in all of sports. And so whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting the first round upsets or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Appreciate those free throws. Be aware of those free throws even more. It's a little action on it. Can Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past last year's upset as the first ever one seed to lose to a 16 seed? And is Texas back? Wait, that's a football question. But is Texas back? Well, if you know the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is a place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. Sheets of integrity, my friend. My bookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking within 48 hours. That's in, in enough time to bet on the next round of games. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with my bookie today with promo code LOCKEDONNBA. For a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA. And with my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Friday night, the Orlando Magic played the Dallas Mavericks, and it was a seemingly comfortable game. Or perhaps better, a comfortably uncomfortable game. The Magic took the lead, held on to it. Dallas made a run, got to within seven. Magic brought it back out to 18, 19 points. They never put their foot down and closed the door. Dallas made a run, and the Magic ended up winning by just six. But they never really felt threatened. It was an odd game in that. The Magic certainly played well enough to win. They got the win. And seemed like, okay, they moved on. They beat a team they were better than. They didn't play their best basketball. They didn't play their most consistent basketball. But hey, they won. That's all that matters. But Steve Clifford was not satisfied with that. He took the podium after the game Friday and said, if we play like that and Dallas shoots the way they normally shoot, we lose by 15. And yeah, Orlando's defense wasn't great for long stretches. Dallas, a lot of silly mistakes by Orlando throughout the game. Fouling players, and that would all come to roost Sunday. That message did not appear to sink in this time. Because the Magic came out sluggish against Memphis. They committed a lot of fouls late in games. They got frantic and, and rushed and, and hurried late in, games and, late in the game. And that halted a lot of their momentum. The bottom line is Steve Clifford isn't just satisfied with wins because winning is ultimately what matters and and I think Steve Van Gundy used to always say it's better to learn lessons while winning. But Steve Clifford was absolutely right. Maybe a little too overdramatic, but absolutely right. If the Magic played like they did against Dallas on Friday, they would lose. And they did play like that against Memphis and they lost. The reality is the Magic know their margin for error is small. They know they have to do certain things to win games. And even if they win games and they're not doing it, that doesn't matter. Because as you try to establish a culture and try to establish a foundation for your program, process matters more than results. You might be able to get away playing that way once against a team like Dallas who happened to have a cold shooting night. But you're not going to be able to get away with it twice. Certainly not against a guy like Mike Conley, who is who was named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Not at a moment when you're chasing down the eighth seed. You're behind. You have ground to make up. Orlando struggled with this notion all year long. 
At times, they've met this challenge. At times, they have. But for the most part, their struggles with consistency has been the story of the season. As I said, way back in November and December, 500 teams like the Magic go through wild swings like this. They'll have moments of clarity where they look like they're a surefire playoff team and moments where they struggle and look like they're not. Unfortunately, right now, it does look like the Magic are going through one of those struggle periods. But the bottom line is this. No matter what, where the Magic are in that roller coaster, no matter where the team is in those wild ups and downs, they're always playing to a single standard. And credit to Steve Clifford, he has tried his best to hold them to that standard for the entire season. More than anyone else, he has believed that this is a playoff team. He said it before a lot of us were willing to say it. We're willing to believe in this group. And throughout the season, he has consistently held this team to that standard, dismissing moral victories, dismissing positive signs. Because that's what a tanking team thinks, is we didn't win the game, but hey, Jonathan Isaac's come along nicely. That's, that's a good thing for our future. For this team and for Steve Clifford throughout this entire year, that's important, that's good. We're not going to discount that. But it's not the prize. The prize is to make the playoffs. The prize is to be the team that shows up every night and is a tough out. And and, and the Magic have gotten there to some extent. They're top 10 defensive team in the league. They are a, a good team at times. Got flaws still, obviously, and, and, and we're not they're not where they need to be. And obviously, the consistency has been a big issue this year. But the Magic have tried to hit this standard all year long. Clifford's held them to that standard all year long. And really, at this point in the season, the Magic shouldn't need this reminder. The Magic shouldn't feel comfortable with missing that standard or consistently miss that standard like they have since the All-Star break. And that's perhaps the most frustrating part of all this. It's not the teams they've lost to. It's that everyone knows they can and have played better. And the games they've lost, they have hit that standard for short periods, but not long enough. And the reality is, expectations for this team have changed. Deservedly so, they have changed. The Magic are good enough to make the playoffs. They've shown they have the talent to do so. Question is, will they go out and do it? Clifford's tried to foster in them this notion of how they have to play, of what they have to do to achieve that goal. And too often they've fallen short. Friday's game was a situation where they were good enough. And wins matter. Finding a way to get a win on your worst night is a good thing. It's something every team has to do at some point. You can't play all 82 games perfectly. If you play with the right intention and the right intensity, you'll get close. You'll give yourself a chance. And, you know, even though the Magic are not playing that way, 
they are giving themselves a chance more often than not. The Magic don't get blown out anymore. And that's a nice little moral victory. That's a nice small victory. But that's not the standard they play to. And certainly Friday night, they didn't hit that standard. Certainly Sunday night, they didn't hit that standard, especially late in the game. And a big part of the rest of the season, like that struggle to execute late in games, big part of the rest of the season is to bring the same intense approach to every game. To bring that same level of focus to every game. To reach the standard this team has set for itself. Since the All-Star break, it's hard and I think it's impossible to say that they have done that. Since the All-Star break, the Magic have fallen back into bad habits. And that's why they've struggled the way they've struggled with a quote-unquote favorable schedule. Against the good teams, you can tell Orlando is really dialed in. So we know they have it in them. But that's not where games, that's not where seasons are won and lost. There are very few good teams in the league. Just the standings say that. You got to beat the teams you're better than on most nights to build up your record, to get into the playoffs. And that's where the Magic struggle right now. They don't play to their standard when it would seemingly be easy to do so against these teams that they should and can beat. Will the Magic play to that standard on Wednesday? Will the Magic play to that standard on Thursday? If the Magic want to make the playoffs, they better. Because good enough is not going to cut it anymore. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.